You know the vibes. It's a Wednesday. The Hoop Genius Podcast, sponsored by NBA 2K22. And BJ Armstrong, what does a Wednesday mean? What do we talk about when it comes to a Wednesday? This is the final edition of the season. What are we talking? It's time to talk NBA awards. Yes, sir. Awards. And let's get straight into it, okay? Let's, without further yes. ado, we're recording this here on a Tuesday, so we don't know how the rest of the week's games are going to shake out and how that's going to impact that. Because if one of the three guys who's leading for MVP, for example, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, if one of them has four 50-point games over the rest of the week, we haven't seen that yet. So here we are on a Tuesday giving you our awards. So let's start, BJ, with the MVP. I need to know who you're rocking with. Honestly, Mo, honestly... I need to let this season play out. Just to be honest. You want to know I my suggestion? Really... Yes. I don't know if you guys in America call it something different, but I want Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid to play a game of 21. You familiar oh, with the game of 21? Oh, am I familiar with it? Come on, Mo. No, we I, invented that game. I don't know we if you got a different name, game. though. I don't know if you got a different hey, name. That's what we call it. Hey, hey, okay, hey, Mo, okay, you okay. Hey, 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 Mo, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, hey. Great is great, no matter where you're at in the world. You know? <laughs> I, want those, I want to see those three. I would pay money to see those three play a game of 21. BJ, who comes out on top if those three played a game of Giannis, 21? Giannis. Giannis. All yeah. day, every day. Twice on Sundays. You don't think all the free day, throw shooting would let him down a little bit? All day, every day. Oh, well, to be fair, he's 75% now, so he's getting that. But, but, yeah. but so... We need to see how the rest of the season plays out. But if the season ended right now, who's your pick? My pick? My pick. Yes. Is Giannis. Okay. That's my pick. Why? Giannis, Giannis is my pick. And here's, here's why Giannis is my pick. Real, real, real simple. You know, when you talk about the journey of today's, you know, modern superstar, the most important character that we all evaluate is Michael Jordan. Yeah. He is the standard of excellence that we were, the soon as someone ascends to that level, we're going to come begin to compare. Okay. And it was one thing that I always kind of knew back as I was watching him play. And one of the things here that I see the same thing beginning to happen with Giannis is, whether or not, you know, he wins the MVP or whether or not when Michael was playing, it didn't matter whether or not he won the MVP. It was understood that he was the best player in the league because he could have been the MVP every year. And you could say that to some degree about LeBron James. I don't want to take that for granted because what I'm watching with Giannis, these are MVP caliber numbers if there was with someone else. If, if Jokic was averaging 30 points a game, what is he averaging now? 26? We yeah, wouldn't 27. be even having this. 27. We wouldn't even be having this discussion. If another player suddenly averaged 30 points a game in, what, 32 or 33 minutes, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. It's because it's Giannis now. It's like, well, you know. Should, should I tell you for me the knock, the knock that I have? Not even a knock, but the reason why I don't have Giannis number one. Is yeah, go ahead. The the Milwaukee Bucks have only won one more game 
than the Denver Nuggets. And the Milwaukee okay. Bucks are the reigning champions. The Denver Nuggets are missing two of their biggest players. Meanwhile, the Phoenix Suns, who have been in the finals last year, have rattled off 62 wins. The Bucks just haven't been dominant as a team throughout the regular season. That's why I don't have Giannis at number one. If he had come out and just dominated like he was doing okay. before, then I would have had but, him there. But, but Mo, I, I would also, I would also like to say this. Giannis also has played out of position the entire season. Yes. I mean, defensively, yes. Offensively as well. He's played I mean, offensively, he doesn't really have a position. I mean... This is what this this is what makes these players great. What is what is Jokic's position? I don't know any NBA coach that's developing his center to push the ball out and once he rebounds the ball. We don't know, but defensively, that puts him in a difficult position because now he is basically the starting center, and he's missed his starting a starting player as well all season in Brook Lopez. So in saying all of that, it's to say the following. I think what he's done and how he's played every year is different. His rest time and recovery time was much shorter than the other two that's currently in it. And statistically, you can argue that Jokic is better this year, statistically. But my eyes can see that Giannis is better. My eyes can see that. I feel you. My eyes I, can see. I, I feel you. But he is better at the free throw line. He is better at his jump shot. No, he's better and than he's he was. Not, not better than. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not comparing. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that. I, I, when I you asked me who's the MVP, you didn't yes. ask me to compare. You're just saying who's the. If I start comparing, then then okay, that's where I, it gets I, Like I'll say this is I think there's a distinction between being the best player in the world and being the MVP. Okay, what's the what's the distinction? Because the distinction is with Giannis is you know he's going to turn it up in the playoffs because you expect him to be back in the finals. The MVP is the best body of work throughout the regular season. Jokic played more games. He's better across the board, numbers-wise, if you want to put numbers-wise. He's had to carry more. Losing Murray and Porter is a lot more than losing Brook Lopez. Is a lot is a much bigger load to carry through the Western Conference to get them to the play-in. The anti Davis complaints about injuries. That's why the Lakers aren't in the playoffs. Well, guess what? The Nuggets are in the playoffs. Even I, I, even we, the Clippers Mo, injuries. We they're say not in the that playoffs, so. we, but we say that Mo. But then you and I say in the same sentence: defense wins championships. Brook Lopez, you can argue, is a bigger loss than the other two because the other two aren't like defensive catalysts. Okay, <laughs> okay, but, but through the regular season, not through the sixteen games in the playoffs, through the regular season. But, Missing okay, your no, starting right. point guard and your lead wing scorer is a bigger loss than Brook Lopez, with all due respect to Brook Lopez, because they went out and signed Serge Ibaka, who's not the same as Brook Lopez, but he can do similar things. The Denver Nuggets didn't get anyone to do anything similar to the two guys they lost. They just had to hold the L. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. This kid, Bones, has really stepped in and he's He's been admirable. But what's the kid? Morris? Monte? Is it Monte Morris? Yeah. He stepped in. You know. These, these you, guys, you, you got, you, their you games got are elevated Will, by Jokic. You, again, everyone can give their point of view, which I respect. Mm. These guys are NBA players. 
Yes. Will Barton. Um, what's the kid? They uh, Aaron Gordon. Um, what's the kid? Uh, played with Kevin Durant. I can't even think of his name now. Uh, Jeff Green. Jeff Green. These That's guys are good players. Yeah, no more. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, everyone can make their argument here, and that's what I said. I don't want to try to tear down Jokic, and I don't want to tear down Embiid because, truthfully speaking, all three of these guys are really pushing the game forward. It's a new era in the game right now, mm. and that new era is being led by Giannis. Giannis has ushered in a new era of basketball where these guys, Joel Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis, they are the face now of this new NBA, a positionless basketball. And these guys are all bigs. Okay. Giannis, to me, is a player now that I want to make sure that I highlight because I think this guy is going to be one of the greatest players of all time. He has a chip on his shoulder. His responsibility coming into a season like this, for instance, to me is far superior just because of the following. When you win a championship, you have to play different. You have to prepare different. Your coach has to make sure that they he can coach you through the regular season because if you put too much emphasis on the regular season, you can't get through the playoffs, which is entirely different. Mm. To watch him be able to manage this and still average 30 a night. And you know, if this was, if this was like, I never forget, I would, I would it was we were playing an exhibition game in Lexington, Kentucky. I'll never forget this. And I was, we went to a horse farm and we went to thoroughbred racing. And I don't know how familiar, I'm not a big horse race guy, but I remember it was one of the, the jockeys was there and we were looking at these horses. And I remember, I, and I just asked him, I said, which kind of horse do you like to ride? He said, I always want to ride a horse where I have to hold on tight. Giannis reminds me, you know he wants to run. If I just let him play 35 or 36 minutes a night, Mo, you know what he'll do. I, 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 really I don't want, want to, I want Tom Thibodeau to coach Giannis for one season just to see what he no, does. Because, I, no, I don't. Because, I don't because, because he, will pay, he will play him 48 minutes a night. And, and that Giannis guy would average, would average 50. He would average 50. Would average 50. That, that, and, and, but you can't do that. See, this is why I love watching and this is why i'm saying Giannis. it's because you know you know that coach bud is holding this thing back you know he is because he in, in, knows in a good way for the greater good though he that, that's coaching that's what makes these guys so elite this to me this has been the biggest growth in coach buds you know he was always criticized couldn't win he couldn't win he couldn't win you know, Coach Bud, if he really wanted his team to win 60 games, he could. Yes. The, the criticism he, was he couldn't make adjustments in the playoffs, which he started yes, doing last yes, year. Yes. And as soon as he did that, they won. Yes, he did it. When you start coaching your team with the bigger picture in mind, your team, appre- excuse me, your team appreciates that. 
And they understand. They know why they're playing. They're not playing for any regular season right now. Mo, that's why I have such an appreciation for these superstars. Their problems are much more sophisticated than everyone else's. Okay? Okay. Giannis' problems, they don't stop at the MVP. He's in the MVP conversation, and he probably hasn't even thought about it. He don't care. Where the other guy, where he, the other he does guys, not care. Well, let me tell you this, Coach Malone cares. I can tell you that because my any player that has four or five turnovers in the first five possessions is probably going to come out of the game. Yeah, Mo. If it, and he didn't come out of the game. If you take Yorks out of the game, all. though, they they're down twenty. Like they have lottery team. Well, he had. <laughs> okay, all right. He had he had like four possessions the first five. Yeah, four turnovers in the first five possessions. Yeah, he spent Sunday. Okay, he spent out for a little bit. He spent Saturday night in LA. I'm not going to okay, get mad at him for that would, one. 10 a.m. in LA, did, throw four turnovers. I'm not mad. Whatever he did, he did. The big fella is a player, and he yes. deserves to have that right to play through that mistake or those mistakes. But I do know Giannis, and I can just wait the way he played. Giannis doesn't even care. So he's, he, when he won the MVP for the first time, he said, this is cool and all, but I want a championship. You, JoJo, I love JoJo. He wants, you know JoJo cares. No, he, you know want, JoJo he cares. wants it. He's trying to get, I'm, I'm going to keep it super 100, right? He's trying to get the sympathy vote. I saw him say, what did he say today? I'm just going to pull this quote up. He goes, reportedly, via ESPN, he says, I don't know what I have to do. I feel like they hate me. I feel like the standard for guys in Philly or for me is different for everyone else. Man, you're trying to get a sympathy vote. I'm not with it. Okay. I'm not well, with whatever. it. But I'm going to tell you this. When we look back on this era, I don't want to say I took this for granted mm. because I know what I'm seeing. I'm seeing someone that I know could give me, a, at a minimum, Mo, I know he can give me 35 to 40 a night. Mm. You know what I'm saying here, yep. Mo? Mo yep. I know he can give me 35 to 40 a night. And I know, Mo, as they say, there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple more levels, Mo. Yeah, he he does. man gave me a 50-piece, Mo. Yeah, he, he, he gives me 45 to 50 when it's time. Yeah, but it's not time in the regular season and the award. I think MVP, if they decided it after the playoffs, a lot of people say they should decide MVP after the playoffs. Well, no. The MVP at the end of the playoffs is the finals MVP, is the guy with the championship. That's the MVP of the playoffs. The MVP of the regular season, I, I, I best to, body of work for the regular season. I'm going with Jokic, but we've got to keep it moving. Though, I, we could do this yeah, all day. Yeah, I, I respect yeah, all I, of I love and, it. And, 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 and here's the thing. I'll, I'll leave it with this. Any of those three guys could win, and I will be happy. I don't yeah, care. I, 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 I don't care. I, I I'm happy for that. Jojo. I'm happy for Giannis. I'm happy for, for the Giannis, Joker. For I just think it's, it's Jokic. I, could, I couldn't care less. Like, yeah, any I of those three, as long as it's not anyone outside of those three, because I think they're the clear-cut three favorites. Anyone outside of those three, yes. that would be insane. But as long as any of those three, they're, all three of them are great guys. And, and Mo, it, I re, that's why I respect I respect what you just said there, is that, you know what, Mo, you made a valid point. But most importantly, it's about the game. Yes. I think all three of those guys have played incredible basketball. Giannis, back-to-back. Jokic could be back-to-back. And then we could have, think about this. We could have one guy that won two, another center who's got one, and another center has one. How great would that be for the league? I love it. How, could, I love how it. great would that be for the and league? Internationally, the impact that if Jokic wins, the impact back home in Serbia is huge. But if Giannis wins, 
the impact in Nigeria and in Greece. And if Joel Embiid wins, the impact in he he said the other day the impact across the whole of Africa will be huge. So it's great for the game going global. But let's talk about some of the other rewards. So we've got to go through these a bit quickly. Uh, I know we spent a bit of time talking about the greatness of Giannis. Um, sixth man of the year, I don't think we need to discuss. Tyler Harrow is 24th in the league in scoring off the bench. He's averaging 20 points. I don't think there's any... God, you gave me a top three yesterday and I was it's just one guy. Like as great as yeah, the other guys have been. I, I agree with it. With, I agree with it. With all due respect. Now, now rookie of the year for me, we said this oh, before gosh. and I want, I want to give this history lesson to our younger fans. In 1971, Dave Cowens and Jeff Petrie shared the Rookie of the Year honours. In 1995, Jason Kidd and Grant Hill shared the Rookie of the Year honours. And, you know, these are all exceptional players, both Hall of Famers right there. And I think that Mobley and Barnes, I can't make up my mind. I I, I wouldn't want the MVP to be shared, but I think Rookie of the Year is an award that can be. And I'm more than happy for them both to have it. I I, I agree. One is a big... The other is a, a wing player who I plays want them on the same team. Like, so, like, I, I, I just yeah. want to see what would happen. <laughs> Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes, both of those guys are what averaging roughly around 14, 15 points a game. For rookies, I don't look at the numbers. I, I don't look yeah. at the numbers for rookies. I look at Mobley, the best defensive player in his first season in the league I've seen. I can't remember what the last time I've seen a rookie have this impact defensively. And I'm not talking yeah. about one-on-one defense either. I'm talking about He's he's rushing out to closing out to a shooter, getting back to to deter a shot in the paint, then closing out to another shooter, switching on to another guy, staying with him, so playing the help defense. Like he's just insane. Like I don't know defensively. If you want to look at the numbers, he's the best defensive rookie since Tim Duncan. I'm just talking about the eye test here, though. Yes. He's crazy. Yeah. But then Scott Barnes for Toronto, especially when Fred Van Fleet was out, they basically made him point guard, and he carries that team. Scotty Barnes. And the game that high I can't make up my mind when he was going at LeBron, when he was going mano a mano with LeBron, serving him buckets. That for me was like, wow, this kid is for real. So I think rookie of the year is kind of a toss up there between those two guys. So then we give some love to my guy, Kate. Give some love to him. Give some love to my guy, Kate. We've been giving the Pistons up all day. I was with Rip Hamilton this morning. We were giving plenty of love to Kate Cunningham discussing the rookie in Detroit. BJ, I've got a Detroit Pistons jersey now. You'll be happy to know. Yes. Yeah, I, yes. I, it's not actually my first one. It's my second. Welcome home. I, I've Welcome. got now, I've got Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups because I had Chauncey from way back. Nice. So I've nice. got two. Nice. Um, but but we got to talk about some of the other awards. Most improved player. Now, there's so many guys that could win this because the level of talent has really elevated. John Morant, Desmond Bain, you know, Miles Bridges, all of these guys. But who stands out to you as the, as the number one for this award? Because again, I think there's like five right answers for this. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. There, there are a number. You know, you left out Darius Garland, but there's a number of players. You know, we could say Miles Bridges, but John Morant to me has stood up head and shoulders. See, you're he's, he's you're completely right. But but for me, when they say most improved player, in my head, which I know it might be wrong, but I always take it as like the surprise player of the season. You, you see what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's, I how, always I, like that's it how you take it. Because Ja, we saw that playing game last year and we saw that first, we knew he was going to be a star. Like after that playing game against the Warriors, there was no question left in anyone's mind. Okay, this kid is next up. But most improved for me, like Julius Randle won it last year because I don't think anyone expected him to come out and do that. So 
I agree with you on John Moran. And you're not wrong. He has elevated to the level of almost the face of the league. He's a superstar. He is a superstar. Okay. You go from, you know, I mean, he might have been playing like an all-star, but he wasn't named an all-star yet mm. to a superstar. I mean, you could argue he could be first team all NBA this year. Yes. That's one. That's a hell of a, <laughs> that's a hell of a jump. <laughs> okay. Well, Mo, on tomorrow's episode, you, you, the, the people are going to hear all, all NBA teams. So yeah, Mo, that's ready. a, that's a, that's a, Mo, you go from not being an all NBA player, still on your rookie deal to basically maybe the face of the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That now, commercial money's coming in for Jar. Secure the bag now, alert. I, I just hope he can stay healthy. Yes. I hope he can continue to have fun and I hope he can continue to smile because mm. with that pressure, you know, there's now there's demands on your time. Yep. And now he's got another set of problems. And I just hope he can continue to be fun because he has a great personality. Every time I see him, he's always, you know, so energetic and but that's that's a hell of a leap he took this year, and and I hope he can sustain it and maintain that. Speaking of players who made a leap to All Star status, my pick is Dejounte Murray. Here's why: he became an All Star for the first time. Uh, his scoring jumped from 15 points to almost 22 points a game. He's second amongst guards in rebounding. Now he's gone from seven to eight and a half a game. He's fourth in the league in assists. He went up from 5.4 assists to. with arguably a worse quality team around him in terms of who he can pass the ball to. Think about last season, he had DeMar DeRozan on his squad. Um, So that means he's creating easier looks for players who aren't of that same caliber. Uh, The one that stands out to me is two steals a game, first in the league, getting it done on defense. So I'm going DeJounte Murray for my most improved. And I love the fact that he's been able to overcome a lot of the doubters. You know, we talked to Jamal about this when we had on the show, Um, a lot of the doubters and a lot of the question marks that people had over him as a person. And he showed that he's just a supreme talent and a great kid that's just going out and getting buckets. I agree. I, I like the. I mean, look, the kid is was an all star this year, and they battled, and now they're in the playing game. So mm-hmm. clearly, the, he's leading the charge there, and he deserves to get recognized. They're supposed I mean, to be tanking, and yet here they are ahead of the all money in Lakers. So. And, and and that's awesome. You know what? And I, I, again, I can't argue when it comes to these. They're all subjective. Well, so the I next mean, two, I think we will argue. The next two awards, I think we will have a slight disagreement. We're going to start with Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, it no. comes down to two players. It comes down to two Go players. ahead, go ahead. Okay, you know, but I have to, you know, acknowledge him because he seems like he's there every year, Rudy Gobert. But I don't think he's in the conversation this year. No. So it comes down to me between two players, Mikhail Bridges and then this guy, Giannis. And there's a part of me that want to see the emergence of Mikhail Bridges because he's been fantastic. But this is he's the same thing. Well. It's the same thing with MVP. Giannis is just the best. And you're yeah, just so used to it because otherwise we're going to give him MVP and defensive player for the next five years. And, and then who's shooting? But Giannis is the defensive player of the year. He's the defensive. I, I, if, I, if I had to game plan, he's the guy I want 
there. And he's done it. He's done it this year from the center position for crying out loud. So I have to give it to Giannis and I can't say anything. So Giannis is the, is the defensive player of the year. Now we can make cases for other players. Mikhail Bridges in particular has been fantastic. I mean, the NBA's leading number one defense would like a quick word because the defense player of the year is Marcus Smart. It's way overdue okay. and it is way deserved. The best defender on the best defensive team. That's how I'm deciding it. And that is okay. Marcus Smart. He sets the tone. And talking to other people around the league, they hate playing against this guy. Like Scout came on a show and told us they move the ball away from whoever Marcus is guarding because they just don't want that. And you see his impact on the game. And you were saying on Heat Check earlier, it's allowed Tame and Brown to score so much because they're getting so many steals. Their defense is ramping up. And that's what's allowed the Celtics to turn around the season. And as to be a great defender, you've got to be a great leader as well. And his leadership is the reason that the Celtics team has turned it around. Because, you know, we talk about it all the time. He was the only one to call out everyone else. And I know that's not a defensive stat or whatever you want to call it, but he sets the tone with his defense. He dives on every loose ball. He takes a charge on anyone. He gets a steal on anyone. And when you look at the matchups, when players are guarded by him, they really struggle. There's not been anyone in the league this season who's had a good night whilst guarded by Marcus Smart. They might have had a good night against the Celtics when he gets switched off them or he's on the bench, but there is you couldn't show me one performance where someone has cooked Marcus. You know, this is the NBA and everyone gets cooked. <laughs> show me and the I'm tape. Sure if I, Maybe I'm one sure or two possessions. Say, show, show me a game where someone's cooking up Marcus Smart impossible this is the nba and everyone gets cooked you know Mm -hmm. there's everyone it's like playing the nba you've never been dunked on playing the nba you've never been crossed up yeah it's the nba and everybody marcus is a terrific you you cannot not like marcus smart if you don't like marcus smart you don't like basketball you know to me him marcus smart and Drew Holiday are, to me, neck and neck, who's the best on-ball defender at the lead guard position, right? Because they're both, Mark, what, 6'3"? Marcus guards one through five, though. That's the crazy part about six, it. He's 6'3", yeah, he yeah, he's 6'3". Like, yeah. When they play the Bucks, he will I, guard he, Giannis. He will he, guard he, whoever he needs to guard. He will for possessions, but there's no way he can guard him for Well, no one can guard him for game. a full game, but That's he what I'm saying. that I, challenge... He, he, and he will, he will take that challenge. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, Drew Holiday can do the same. So I think those two, without question, I can't argue that. Um, but, however, getting back to who I think the, the, the defensive player of the year is, I think it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, and, and, I, and you're, I think you said it best. He'll probably be there for the next, who, who knows, five to seven years until he figured out something else he wants to do. It's kind of like Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain averaged, what, like 40 a game. He's like, ah, I'm just tired of scoring. I'm going to lead the league in a sit. So he just started playing around <laughs> with the game. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Well, I, I mean, the guy averaged 50 one year. He's like, ah, I'm tired of scoring. I'll do something else. I mean, that, that's where he's at. Man, I feel you. I'm just, I'm just looking up some something real quick here. Um, just bear with me for one second. But we're going to talk about the coach of the year in a sec. Because uh, I think we've got a slight differing opinion on that too. Um, are you still sticking with um, Monty Williams? With, I'm with Monty with Monty. Williams. 
I'm sticking with my, I'm I'm sticking with Monty Williams because the regular season doesn't matter. Okay, but these are regular I, I season awards. Yeah, okay, but I love it when I see selflessness yes. and playing for all the right reasons. Are you playing or coaching because you want to be uh, the coach of the year or the player of the I, year, I, 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 or are you doing it because you want to? You've embodied I, everything that's part to be a part of a team. I, I just got to jump in right here. Um, I found what I was looking for. Marcus Smart matched up the last time they played the Bucks. Marcus Smart matched up with Giannis on eleven total possessions, the second most out of any okay. defender on Boston. And guess how many points he gave up in those eleven possessions? Okay. Z- zero. Three. He gave up three. Giannis scored one bucket. Okay. Okay. And, and a free throw. That's that's okay. what I wanted to say. Eleven okay, possessions. That's, that, that's pretty that, good that's efficiency. Fine. Okay, that's great. I'm not concerned about that matchup <laughs> in the playoffs. I'm okay. not concerned about that matchup. Okay. Market Marcus okay, Smart is six three, and Giannis is seven one. I'm not concerned about that matchup. Okay. Because Giannis can make more adjustments than Marcus can. Just pure size oh yeah I'm, I'm not disputing that. i'm just saying because you you said i said he can guard Giannis, and you said for possessions and i just wanted to show you the yeah, possessions that he yeah, did guard him he I, only I, got three shots up and only made one so those are the analytics can prove whatever you want them to say no that's that's from watching the game and writing down okay that's fine the analytic, it, that's yeah, not analytics that's the guy got 11 notes the guy the got 11 possessions and three points three points okay okay that's great now, but let's get it back, doesn't let's take get into back account. To okay. Well, wait, here's it. But here's what those 11 possessions don't take into account. Okay. Did he just switch off on Giannis and a dribble weave? Did you know? Like I, those, I, I'll show you the tape. Don't worry. I'll, I'll show you the tape. I'll, I'll send you those okay. 11 possessions. Now, if he could get 11 possessions where Giannis catches the ball on the point on the box, and there's no help coming. And he gets three points. You got my attention. You now you got my attention. You have my attention. Now, if he's out, dribble weave, and the double teams come in, and he's the guy contesting. Yeah, I'm just not impressed. You know what I mean? I'll I'll show you the tape. But let's get back to the coach of the year. You're going with Monty Williams, and you you say it's about the play. But these are regular season awards, though. These are like even. when we were talking earlier about MVP oh, and stuff, I, I, you got to go I with the body of the work. So, Monty's okay. great. And I, that's what no I'm doubt. He's done body an amazing job with this guy. Team. Some people can coach greatness. Some people are championship caliber coaches. Some people are regular season coaches. We criticized Coach Bud, and he was phenomenal regular season coach. I think he was the coach of the year. So Tom Thibodeau, did he just forget how to coach suddenly this year? No, Julius Randall forgot okay. to play. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, you know, Steve Kerr won a championship, and suddenly then the following year they had the worst record. Did he just forget? Like no, Steph I just Curry think, and Clay and Draymond missed the entire season. Every every year has a new challenge, and the role of a coach is to take your players to a place they probably can't take themselves under your guidance and leadership. That's the role of a coach. You know, you can argue this year that Greg Popovich, this is one of his finest coaching. It is. 
This is one of his finest. So shall I tell you who mine is? I've got Taylor Jenkins of the Grizzlies. And the reason, I, I, the I, reason, I, I, and I have all the respects in the world for Monty Williams, who's done an amazing job, and he's probably in second place. Here's the reason why I have Taylor Jenkins ahead of him. First of all, the quality of the roster. The Phoenix Suns have a deeper and stronger team when you look at it on paper. They've got 15 combined all-star appearances. The Grizzlies have one. And that comes from Ja Morant. So when Ja Morant's not there, they've won but 90. Look at the, but look at the age of their teams, though. Come okay. on, Mo. Mo, okay. Mo. You're, okay. you're, 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 you're skewing the numbers again. I'm not skewing. Again? Yeah, you're skewing These accusations. the numbers. Yeah, no, you're, you're skewing again? the numbers. Again? Where has again like, Mo, come yeah. from? Because, Mo, you, you give these stats. But they don't tell the true story. Okay, but the, the, I'm just telling you, you the facts. facts. I'm telling you the facts of the situation. I'm telling you the facts of the situation. Give the Memphis Grizzlies have won 90 of their but, games okay. without Jamran. But give them the age also of the rosters. Okay, and you got, and I both know what they've got what a less experience trying to do. They've got a much less experienced roster if we're talking about age. Okay, okay. how much? You just get, get the facts. You get, get the facts. They, you they, give they've, the facts. Got a, they've got a they've got a far give, more give, experienced give the roster. Facts. Give the facts. Give the facts. The best season in Memphis Grizzlies regular season history, and they're two and one against the Suns throughout the regular season. So that just takes them over the edge. Now, nothing wrong with being second place, but that's why I've got Taylor Jenkins. What he's done. With this team, because they play great team basketball. It doesn't matter who's out. Dylan Brooks missed time. John Moran missed time. Jaron Jackson Jr. missed time. All these guys are out of the lineup. His starters have only played 96 minutes together. Okay, for consistency's sake, the Phoenix Sun stars have played 708 minutes together this season. That's consistency. The Grizzlies have only had 90. They've had two games where their stars have played together. And they're still second place in the Western Conference. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm okay. still offended by again. <laughs> well, Mo, you, you're because you you're skewing the you're not telling the whole story. You got to tell the whole story. And well, like the Phoenix Suns are on a different path. Okay. At the beginning of the season, I did not hear Mo telling me that he thought the Memphis Grizzlies were going to be second. Exactly. But conference. I did expect the Phoenix Suns to be first. Exactly, and it's Therefore, much more Taylor difficult. Taylor Jenkins is the coach of the year because he's surpassed the expectations. Yeah, that, that, that's what makes it a great story. It's because we're like it's a feel good story. Now next year, when we expect them to be in second, and then they're in like seventh place, we're like, oh man, what's going on? I, I don't think the Grizzlies drop to seventh next year. They're not the Knicks. Come on. Hey, everything is going well for them. Everything is going well for them this year. Everything has gone well for them. Now, with this success, the following is going to happen. We, how many times have we seen this? John Morant, we know, is the best player there, right? Yes. And this is what bothers me about Memphis right now. If there's one thing, if I can, we can take a little U-turn here. Okay. Or go a little left or right. Yeah. Okay, they've gone 20 and 2 without John Morant. And no one knows what that means. Myself included. <laughs> yep. It's unexplainable. No one knows. No uh, one knows what that means. So does that mean they're 20 and two and they don't need to have Or does that mean that their team is that good? And those guys who get paid and they're better than what we all think, because here's the thing that we're going to, here's, or, or it could here's mean their moment Taylor of Jenkins is the coach of the year. 
That's what I think it means. But go ahead. Okay, that, that that's fine. That that that's great. But let me tell you their moment of truth, and we're gonna find out how good Taylor Jenkins really is. Is when he's got to when you start paying these guys, and you coach them, because right now, no one on their roster is paid, John Moran included, mm-hmm. and suddenly now this free spirit. Someone scores 50 points and they all jump in and everyone's hugging and all of those things. Mo, somebody's going to say the following. Show me the money. Jaron Jackson Jr. got paid. Who's this? Jaron Jackson Jr. got paid. His extension kicks in next year. Okay. But but apart from him, yeah, I feel you. Okay. Now, and somebody is going to get left out. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you know what's great now is when John Morant doesn't play, they are deep enough to fill that void. But at some point here, after these guys start getting paid, and you can you can mark my words on this one, there is no negotiation with John Morant. Oh, super So bad. we know there, there is, though. But there's going to be a negotiation with Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. Yes, there's going to be a negotiation with the big fella there. Steven Adams. Yes. There's going to be a negotiation with the backup point guard. Yep. Okay. And I don't know what's right. And I don't know what's wrong. But suddenly there's going to be a huge drop off at one of those positions. And we don't know the significance of it until after we do it because they can't keep adding all of these players and paying these players and then we're going to find out who's who and what's what in the words of meek mill big bag got him big mad we're about to see okay we're about to see how the cookie crumbles but when we're talking about you know i just want to go back to mvp i've got a different take on the mvp the mvp the most valuable podcast you're listening to it right now. It's the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K22. So make sure you are subscribed and you leave us a review because tomorrow, you thought the debates about the awards was good today. Tomorrow, we're getting into our all NBA teams with a special guest coming on the show. So make sure you're locked in. And then Friday, well, you know what Friday means. BJ, what's happening on Friday? Are we answering the people? Are we giving the people what they want? As always, that's what we do best. So we'll see you guys soon. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend because the playoffs are here. This podcast is about to get heated. Okay? Playing games, playoffs, you name it. We're there. It's going to be lit. BJ, I'll see you tomorrow. And as always, everyone at home, get buckets.